Good morning, everybody. It is one of your hosts of the Two Peas on a Pod podcast, Austin Griffiths, here again with you on an on-the-road interview. We told you we had a part two coming to you, and that's exactly what we're doing today. We have the Pastor Todd Hatcher II with us again today, and uh, so glad he came on the podcast with us. We've been friends a long time. And uh, so without further ado, we're going to continue our discussion about identity crisis and living above the label. And so the question is, Brother Todd, why do we have an identity crisis? Brother Austin, thanks again for having us for this second part. Uh, But I would say we, we have an identity crisis because we have a lack of value. Uh, We have a lack of value towards human life. And when you think about identity and then a lack of value towards human life, you've got a crisis right away right there. When you think about uh, abortion and euthanasia and some of these horrible things that, that take place, you know, when you lack value in human life, you are bound to have an identity crisis. This is what separates the Jews from, from everybody else, really, is because for 6,000 years, roughly, of human history, that we have on record, uh, the Jews are the one culture that has lived, has all the way through, all through these years, the Jews ha- have been. And you know why? It's because they value human life. And, and no, other, no other nation has lasted, no other empire has lasted as the Jews have, not because there are big people, but because there are people that value life. And when we have a lack of value towards human life, we are bound for identity crisis. And when a people or a nation loses its identity, it's bound for trouble. Yes, sir. That's exactly right. And that made me think of an article I read uh, a while back as far as the value of human life. And it was uh, there was a man that was convicted for uh, killing and torturing over a dozen cats. And he was put in prison for 16 years. For doing that. Wow. And now I don't advocate torturing animals or killing animals. Right, right. And if you have them, you ought to take care of them. I do believe that. Exactly. I believe that. I had, I've had i had many dogs in my life, and I've took care of them all. I, I believe that. I believe you ought to you know, take care of your animals, feed them, help them, bathe them, you know, just, just do everything you're supposed to do. And uh, But anyways, I got to read another article right after that, and it was about a man that had killed two young sisters human lives and after seven years of prison he was let out wow and that just really spoke to me and i know there are different courts different juries and all of that different judges but that spoke to me about our government that they put a value of human life that in, in these particular articles they valued cats lives more than human lives as far as the print uh prison sentence time and so i just couldn't believe um, just the the problem of value that we have on human life. And so we have an identity crisis of the value of human life, but then we have a morality crisis. Sure. We have a morality crisis, and that is gender. Mm-hmm. There's a gender crisis out there. The world everywhere is shoving down the throats of our young people, especially our young people, every, and, and everyone, that you can be whoever you want to be. Mm-hmm. You control your gender. Right, it, it, exactly right. It's so, we have a lack of value towards uh, morality in general. Everything is relative today. You do you. Speak your truth. Whatever feels good. Claim it, it. Grab it. Blab it. Don't let anybody <laughs> judge you. 
it's real it's all relative whatever you feel in the moment and uh it's this idea of moral or ethical relativism and society teaches us now you know you can be whatever you want to be you you can't even define whether your child is a, a male or a female because now biology has become relative they're not babies they're babies now i don't know if you've yeah. heard that and some parents are not even putting gender on their birth certificates they're going to wait until that right. child decides what their gender is that's what you call an identity crisis <laughs> we we have a lack of value towards morality in general. And uh, you mentioned the LGBTQ. You mentioned it's that. It's plus now. Oh, yeah. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, whatever. But but this agenda of these, this homosexual agenda is just absolutely, it's, it's infiltrating every avenue of the public life, and it's yes. really affecting us. Right. And, and when people are telling you can be whatever – you want to be. And, and I read something that just, and I want to mention this because I feel like it's important for parents to know. And uh, they call us Generation Z. Speaking of labels, my generation is known as Generation Z. If that don't tell you that we have an identity crisis, man, folks have wrote this generation off. They're Generation Z. There's no hope for them. And then you read some of these statistics, and, and you realize we are living in the last days. There, there's something, too. The label sometimes, right? Yeah. Even even sometimes a reputation. Where there's smoke, there's usually fire. Uh, but the point is, we need to live above the label. When I read statistics like this, that 18% of Generation Z identifies as LGBTQ. Wow. That's one in six of our young people. And, and I want to say this. If you think for one second, you know, that it's not coming into our churches and yes. it's not an issue among us, it is. Then then you need the blinders taken off of you. You have an identity crisis if you don't think we're facing that stuff uh today. And, and that's in relation to America as a whole. I went back and looked at some of these statistics and I thought it was actually lower than what it was, but in in 2014, which is the year I graduated, just 8 years ago, uh, the number, the percentage of homosexuals in America has risen from 3.7 to 5.6 in a period of eight years. That are, those are staggering numbers. And and I, I've got to mention this. I've not really heard anybody mention it, but for all the parents out there that think it's a good idea to babysit your children at the television, I want, to, I want you to consider something. When we're talking about identity crisis, do you realize on Blue's Clues, which is geared towards three-year-olds, they had a drag queen singing a gay pride parade song on Blue's Clues that's geared towards three-year-olds. I mean, it's unbelievable when you think about that. And uh, I won't take the time to tell you all the lyrics, but it basically says this family has two mommies and they love each other so proudly and they all go marching in the big parade. Then it talks about two daddies and then it goes to non-binary, and then it goes to the members of this trans family. They go marching four by four in the big parade. They love each other so proudly, uh, and, and they all go marching in this parade. And then it says, come join the fun. And, and that's the problem I have with these parents today. Three years old. Three year, It's geared toward three-year-olds, Blue's Clues, and they have a drag queen singing to your kids, and, and it's just unreal. Then you've, then you've got, 
And, and they say, come join the fun right after that. Come join the fun. I'm telling you, folks let the devil in their home, and they don't even realize right. that they're doing it. And, uh, man, then you've got the San Francisco Gay Men's Chorus. I don't know if you've heard about that. Yeah, but, you, you sent that to me. That was on – I'll tell you, I was – you could just – you could see just demonic activity. You, you can feel just, its influence. Oh, it was, it was unbelievable. And, and they're singing about how – We'll convert your children. Yeah. We're coming for your children. Coming for your children. Folks, we need to wake up and realize we have an identity crisis yeah. in this country when we've got drag queens singing to our three-year-olds. And and you can tell I'm passionate about it. I've got a three-year-old at home. I okay? do, too. You know, so this is something that and That's on Nick, really uh, Nickelodeon. Me. Was that what you said it was? Yeah. 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 Which, Nickelodeon. Which, uh, Blues Clues. You know, I think that's whatever. I don't have... A television, but I don't either. But at any rate, it's it's just it's infiltrating every avenue of our social life, and, and it's yeah. just pitiful. Just Google thing. it if you don't believe us. Google Absolutely. it. You can find them both. Absolutely. Well, and then the other thing: why, why do we have an identity crisis? Is not just because there's a lack of value in our society, but it's really just because people don't understand their purpose. What I mean by that is there, there's more to life than life, right? There, there's more to life than just being here. We are here for a reason. And we mentioned, I believe, in the first part, we are fearfully and wonderfully made in right. the image of God. And if you don't know who you are, then you will always find your identity and what someone else thinks about you and what someone else says about you. There was one little statement here I wanted to say, and that was, you can't define me. If you didn't design me. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. And, and another thing. That's I, a plug for my wife. She came up with the design <laughs> part. <laughs> That's good. And, and another thing, just because somebody says it doesn't make it true. Right. Right. Not everything that is spoken is a fact. But but if you don't know if you don't know who you are, if you don't find your purpose, if you just feel like you're you're here and you don't know why, then you're always going to depend on somebody else to tell you who you are. And, and what that means is, going back to the two main principles and roots of identity crisis, you're depending on reputation instead of character. And you're going you're gonna to look back and realize you are investing in something that really has no return. You, you have put, you, you're depending on a cistern that has holes in it, and it's, it's a leaky vessel. And that's really what reputation is. And that's why, again, referring to some of these celebrities that have this huge reputation, they, have, they don't find their purpose in life. And they look back and they're miserable. And what happens, Brother Austin, when somebody is depending on a reputation instead of building their character, it will lead them to do one of two things. They're either going to become arrogant or they're going to become insecure because they're so caught up in what somebody else thinks about them. And I'm going to say this, one is just as wrong as the other. To be insecure is just as much a sin as it is to be prideful. Because to be prideful is to think too highly of yourself. To be insecure is to think too lowly of yourself. Right. And God created you in His image. One is just as wrong as the other. That's exactly right. You need to, you need to ride the middle. You don't want to be prideful. But right. you don't want to be insecure. You need to realize who you are, what you are, and get it prayed through. That's character. And, uh, and one thing um, that I wanted to say right here is is the old saying is so true, and that is that hurting people hurt people. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. and so I know we can both say there's been people in our lives that have hurt us. And the reason being, we found out, 
at that time or later already knew that they were hurt. And because someone else had hurt them, you know, just for example, you know, somebody's hurt by an older man. So now all older men are terrible or somebody's mm-hmm. hurt by a pastor. So now all pastors are terrible. Somebody's mm-hmm. hurt by an evangelist. So all evangelists are terrible. And so you're labeled that right. because somebody else hurt them. And quickly, if I could say this, it reminds me of something Brother brother Paretic said when I was in Bible school. He said that when you're dealing with people, listen to their wounds, not their words. Wow. Because when people say That's things, good. they're lashing out. And it's an emotional response to something that is deeper than that. They've been wounded. Yes, sir. That's exactly right. And if someone is tearing you apart, they are more than likely torn apart themselves. Right. By a different situation totally altogether. And a lot of times all it takes is one word or one situation or one comment to trigger that. And then all of a sudden that big defense has to come up. Right. And they feel like they need to stand up and hurt you. But it has nothing to do with you. You didn't have nothing to do with the conversation. You didn't have nothing to do with what happened, but they're remembering right. what happened, you know, however long ago it was and whoever it was, but it triggered it. And now they're lashing out at you and hurting you because they've been hurt, even though you had nothing to do with it. Right. And uh, and so I tell you, that's so prevalent to what we're dealing right. with today. And and I might say just one more thing right here is this is the game of the devil, Brother Austin. This, this yes. is the game of the devil. And we've all been there where on one side he's telling you how good you are, right? Yeah. Man, you the man. And then the next day he's telling you how horrible you are because he knows we want to feel good about ourselves. We right. want to be accepted. We want to be liked. And so whichever one you feel, that was what he played at the very, in the Garden of Eden. He was, you're going to be as God's because he knew it was important to them right. how they felt about themselves. Yeah. Identity does matter. Yes, it does. And so we need to realize this is, like I said, this is far more sinister than identity theft in the financial realm. The the devil of hell gets involved in this, and whether he gets you with pride or he gets you with insecurity, he doesn't care, but this is the game he plays. That is exactly right. And one man said, the dog that wins the fight is the one I feed the most. All right. <laughs> and, uh, that I mean, what part, you know, where are you going to go with it? Are you going to let the devil just try to beat you on this end, or are you going to just live beyond the label, live right. beyond the label? And uh, one thing I was wanting to say right here was when you're in church and battling the devil, if you, especially if you've gotten cold, he'll try to say, you know, go out and say, for example, just for example, mm-hmm. go out and drink that beer. Go mm-hmm. out and drink that beer. Go out and get drunk. All your friends are doing it. Your coworkers are doing it. And then when you go do it, he's like, I can't believe you drank that. Right. I can't believe you've done that. You can't show your face in church ever again. What in the world was you thinking? So he plays both sides and messes with us. And so there is an identity crisis. Right. And like I said, this is a big tree with a lot of branches. And uh, so we're going to keep moving on. we got one more question we're going to tackle, and we're going to get off here in the next couple minutes. And hopefully, amen. How many times have you heard a preacher say that? (laughs) I'm almost done. I'm almost done. I'm closing. But anyways, and uh, Revelation chapter 4, verse 11, this is one of my favorite verses in the Bible, and there's a reason why we're on this earth, and that's one thing that people battle in this identity crisis. Why am I even here? Right. What's my purpose? People go through their whole lives trying to find their purpose, why I'm even on this earth. I'm going to tell you right here, out of the word of God, Revelation 4 and 11, you have a purpose on this earth. From the moment you entered into this world, 
you have a purpose. What is that purpose? Why am I here? Why do I exist? Mm -hmm. John the Revelator said, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things. God created everything. Right. He has created all things. And then it says, And for thy glory. pleasure. Yeah, thy pleasure. God, for thy pleasure, they are. Who were they? That's us. They are and were created. Yes. He created us in the image of God, fearfully and wonderfully made, for one reason. We were created to take breath every day to bring God glory. We were created to lift up his name in worship. That's the reason. That's the only reason to live for God, God alone, and to worship him. But yes, majority of the world is not doing that. They're not doing what they're created to do. And so there's such a struggle. The devil's pulling for their identity. Mm -hmm. They need to realize who they are is they are a child of God. And they need to worship God. They need to get saved, come out of their sin, they need to realize that he died on a cross and shed his own blood for them. Yes, sir. So why we have an identity crisis, people don't understand their purpose, gives way to how do we deal with it? Well, you need to understand your purpose. Just like you said, you need to understand you are not here for yourself. Uh, the world does not revolve around us. Therefore, we've got to get involved in something that is bigger than us. And that for him, we are and were created for his glory. I had a young young preacher ask me one time, uh, another young preacher, uh, and it was actually ever before I was pastoring, and I just remember this conversation. And he said, Brother Todd, if this was the last conversation we ever had, and you only had one thing you could tell me, he said, what would it be? And without hesitation, I said, know yourself. I said, get to know who you are. I said, because when you find who you are, you won't let nobody tell nobody else tell you who you're supposed to be. What I was saying is, know your purpose. Know who you are, and when you know who you are, you'll begin, begin to understand what you're here for. And that's this. You're not here for yourself. The world is bigger than us. The world doesn't revolve around us and I love the wisdom of Solomon that we find in Ecclesiastes chapter 3 when he talks about all the time and the seasons and there's a purpose right we're talking about purpose there's a purpose for everything under the sun and right after he gives those lists of a time for this and a time for that he says this and he hath put eternity in their heart god has put eternity in this capsule this vessel of time called humanity and what that is, is God is, he's doing that for us to pursue something bigger than us. We can't attain eternity because we're bound by time. But God put eternity within us so that we would pursue him. And what that makes us realize is, what, what that makes us realize is this. We are not the center of the universe. We realize that it is bigger than us. And we need to get involved in something that is bigger than us. You're not your own, the scripture says. You've been bought with a price. Therefore, for this reason, glorify God in your body, in your spirit, yes, which is God's. And we need to deal with the identity crisis by understanding our purpose. And so the answer to finding our identity, solving the identity crisis, if you want to find your identity you need to lose your identity. 
right? This is the paradox of the gospel. You need to lose your yes. identity in Christ right. so you can find your identity in Him. We're, we're not our own. We are His. It's the paradox of the gospel. If you want to be exalted, you've got to be humble. Right. If you want to live, you've got to die to the flesh. And if you want to find your identity, you've got to lose your identity in Christ. I close with this scripture in Galatians. I am crucified right. with Christ Nobody come off the cross alive. When you're crucified, it was a death sentence. Not even the Son of God, you know, survived the crucifixion. Everybody died when they were crucified. I am crucified. I am dead with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. I feel the Lord. Yet not I, but Christ that liveth in me. If you will commit yourself to him, if you will lose your identity in Christ, you'll find it by leaning on him and you can trust him, acknowledge him in all your ways, and he will do you good. I promise you that. Yes, sir. That That's exactly right. That is just so wonderful. And we're going to try to end this right here. And uh, this was kind of my wife's idea, so appreciate her for it. And uh, this song she sings a lot of times while we're evangelizing, whether it's before preaching or altar call a lot of times. But this song that I'm going to play a little bit of and uh, and then we're going to end this. It was number one for over two years on the Christian song charts. Mm-hmm. And my wife said this. She said, when I was talking to her, I was just trying to talk to her about what we was doing. And she brought up this song. She said, there's a reason why this song has went so popular global. I mean, just all over the world, people have went crazy over this song. And there's a reason for it. And so I'd say our audience is going to recognize what this song is right here. And so I'm going to play it right now. And that is You Say by Lauren Daigle, which is not a sponsor. I keep fighting voices in my mind that say I'm not enough. That's exactly what we're talking about right here. Yes, sir. Every single lie that tells me I will never measure up. This is a good altar call song right here. I want you to listen to these lyrics right here coming up. Again, just who I am because I need to know. Brother Todd, that's exactly what we need to do. We need to believe. Believe that we are His. Now listen to this right here. This is exactly what we're talking about. I'm not going to play the whole song, but I just wanted to play that right there. 
And uh, she said, in you I find my worth, and in you I find my identity. identity. And I'll tell you, that song right there just kind of sums up exactly what we've been talking about. People are fighting voices in their mind saying, you're not good enough. And she said, every single lie that tells me, I'll never measure up. He's lying to us. He's a liar and the father of it. And God is trying to tell us, you are loved. You are loved. You are strong. I'm holding you. Don't fall short. And uh, when I don't belong, you say, I am yours. And uh, so I just wanted to end that with right there. And uh, I'll tell you what, if you're struggling with uh, living under the label, if you're uh, struggling with this identity crisis, I'm telling you, you can you can live above the label. You can be free. You can come out. You can overcome the identity crisis. Confront it. You've got to hit it head on. Yes, sir. That is exactly right. And I'll tell you what, thank you, Brother Todd, for coming on this podcast. We appreciate you so much for everything you had to say. Wise words, wise counsel. And uh, I tell you, we just appreciate everybody that's listening. We hope somebody was helped, somebody's life was changed. Email us, direct message us on Instagram. We will see you later. And here comes Zachary Cordell. In this race of life I've run, the Lord says to me, my child, well done. There will be no regrets for me. I'll be living with him through all eternity. I don't